Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys Podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? It is draft week. Yeah, you know, we've been complaining about all these days, you know, blending into each other. I, I still, I think it's Monday. Uh, but I can tell you for sure that it is draft week. That's one thing I do know. So right. uh, we are days away from the big events. And then, uh, you know, a likely a whole bunch of nothing on the other side of that. So yeah. uh, I'm still very excited about the what's what's going to what's a fast approaching uh, here in a couple days. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to talk a ton of draft over the next what, four or five days. Uh, but first, let's get to some free agency news, Landon. Um, Mike Fisher, one of our pals, reported on Sunday afternoon uh, that the Cowboys are exploring the idea of signing veteran cornerback Drake Kirkpatrick, who was released by the Bengals earlier this offseason. Kirkpatrick has been the number two cornerback in Cincinnati for a while. Um, He's a former Alabama player. Uh, First of all, what was your initial reaction when you heard the news that the Cowboys were maybe interested in bringing in Kirkpatrick? Uh, well, it was twofold. I mean, I think one, it, this seems to be uh, one of probably more than just this one, but uh, a good example of of the kind of deals that they may have, you know, kicked the tires on. They have preliminary information on, so that if they go through the draft and aren't able to draft a player of that position, they can go back, circle back, and sign someone like Drake Kirkpatrick. Kirkpatrick, if they don't get a corner, yeah, they probably have they probably have a wide receiver and a and a you know a defensive lineman equivalent as well. Um, yeah, I just think that they are setting themselves up to be able to uh, draft cleanly and then feel like if they get on the other side, they've got a variety of these kind of cheap vet deals that they they will sign uh, if they don't get what they want out of the uh, the you know the draft and undrafted free agency. Right. Um, that was my initial thought is, okay, if the Cowboys, maybe they trade away a pick for somebody else, we'll get to that in a second, uh, and they can't get a corner in the first couple of rounds, who is a guy that's available that maybe fits their scheme that they can sign to, to get them through a season or two uh, as they try to rebuild the defensive back unit? I don't love Kirkpatrick, but if he's your third or fourth corner, it's fine. And especially at this point in free agency, he's not going to cost a lot. Right, he he. It's going to yeah. be very similar to probably what Dallas did with George Iloka last year, where it's just somebody to bring in who is a veteran. Who, if you need him, he'll be there. But you're probably going to want to upgrade that spot, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think if anything, the most interesting part of this, again, going back to you know what we had discussed before the show, is uh, another you know Alabama defensive back. In That's the, the biggest takeaway for me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean another. Former Alabama defensive back being and and you know just to kind of I mean in case people have lost track they have now signed an Alabama former Alabama safety mm-hmm. they have now signed a former Alabama cornerback Savion they Smith, are yep. they they are heavily uh, uh, scouting two more Alabama defensive backs in Xavier McKinney and uh, Trevion Diggs 
And now they're circling another uh, former Alabama cornerback in mm-hmm. Drake Kirkpatrick. I mean, to me, that in combination with their, you know, their kind of ceiling on how much they want to play, that pay uh, Byron Jones. I think that is enough tea leave for me to read that there is going to be some pretty serious changes on the kind of coverages they plan on running this year. Uh, and maybe we'll see more disguised coverage, more mixed coverage uh, uh, as the, the Cowboys kind of transition into more of a, uh, I would assume to be a, a week to week game planning type defense, as opposed to uh, mm. a straight clean cover one, cover three type coverage team. All right. So with that in mind, do you think that there's a good light, you know, a good chance that the Cowboys do pick an Alabama defender, you know, in the secondary in the first round? Like we know that Xavier McKinney's been mentioned. Uh, Dame Brugler continues to, to float out the name Trevon Diggs, even though we've heard some more AJ Terrell over the last couple of weeks. How likely do you think it is that the Cowboys will go after one of those Alabama secondary guys uh, later this week? Well, I mean, and I don't think that AJ Terrell is super different in a lot of ways either. I mean, Brent Venerables is, is one of the yeah. better defensive coordinators in college football, if not the best. So it's not like he's running a, a lot of super stripped down system. I mean, I think he's he's running some interesting, complicated defense. I think it, it does seem to point to the idea that, and again, a part of it is that these are the guys that are available when they're picking. So that's that's going to be part of the reason that they're looking at these guys. But I, I do have to wonder at this point, like, if there isn't some larger coincidence that they are trying to go after Alabama defensive backs just because of their experience and playing in a variety of coverages and, and playing in match coverages, uh, playing in combo coverages. I mean, smart defensive backs who mm. can play, uh, you know, I think are valuable. And I think there's something to having a team full of those guys. And, and, and even if you don't have like a, uh, 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 top end guy having a team full of smart defensive backs who can play a variety of coverages can have its own benefit as well, especially uh, in helping to facilitate uh, uh, a kind of front seven that may be uh, incorporating more blitzing, some different looks, confuse the quarterback uh, up front with the looks, and then get some press and, and, and unique coverages on the back end. Uh, to force bad throws. Yeah, I think Xavier McKinney perfectly fits that role of a guy that can play a whole bunch of different spots, can also help out down in the box. Uh, Another safety that I think kind of fits that description is Terrell Burgess from Utah. Uh, We kind of heard grumblings over the last week that maybe Dallas is interested in Burgess, uh, and he could be picked a lot higher than what people maybe expect. Um, That's somebody who played a lot in the box for Utah but can also play in the slot. I think that's just another name to, to kind of keep in mind if the Cowboys are going to more of this multiple-look defense. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back, and we'll talk about more Cowboys rumblings from Sunday. Guys, we talk about physical fitness all the time, but there's another side of the game that is just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, and Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. And if you head to calm.com slash locked on, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium membership. Again, that's 40%. With Calm, you'll have access to the nature scenes that LeBron loves, like rain or leaves, and so much more, like sleep stories and meditation. 
for a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash lockdown. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash lockdown. That's calm.com slash lockdown. All right, Landon, another little rumor that was floated out there on Sunday, and this one was kind of fun to follow. Uh, is that the Cowboys are looking at potentially adding a slot receiver via trade this offseason. So I, I kind of have a feeling it's the same way that we're talking about Kirkpatrick, but just if the Cowboys don't have a receiver available to them in the draft, you know, maybe it's in the second or third round, they don't love the options, uh, maybe they try to go via trade to find somebody to, to fill that role. Um, there was a rumor that the Cowboys are interested in a couple players such as Christian Kirk, uh, and Marquise Goodwin of the, the, the 49ers. Uh, Goodwin certainly has more speed. Kirk is the younger, healthier player. Um, first of all, just the initial reaction about the Cowboys potentially using some draft capital to go trade for a receiver. Well, first of all, I think the most one of the more interesting things about this whole situation is the way it went down. Yeah. It, it seemed like it was a kind of a bogus rumor started by a, a site that is known for uh, not not – Inside the star, but the yeah, the, one. The, yep. the guys that they were referring to uh, is is kind of a Twitter account that's known for kind of uh, you know putting up false floating stuff out there. Stuff. Let's say that. Way. Yeah, yeah, let's let's say that to be kind. Uh, and then in the you know in the wake of Inside the Star reporting it and other people kind of popping in about it, I, I think that's what prompted maybe Mike Fisher to actually go talk to somebody in the Cowboys world about this. And, and and just based on the way it, I read the article, I'm assuming that what happened is you know they he called them up as like, hey, would you be interested in something like this? And they were like, yeah, I mean, you know, I think that we of course be, we are, yeah. I I, I look, I, I do think that I don't know if this actually shows uh, an an exorbitant amount of interest here. I think you know they were always kind of interested in a deal if there yeah. are, is a deal to be made. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I, I think that what is interesting is. Just the, the thought process of, you know, this is a deep wide receiver class, but there are, are multiple ways to take advantage of that depth, right? Uh, I mean, I sure. think you can you can get a uh, a top end corner, a top end wide receiver that maybe will fall because the class is so deep and, te- and players teams are, are waiting, uh, to, you know, for later rounds to get their wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So a top guy may fall a little bit. You can just you know take advantage of the depth in a very normal way, which is wait until the third or fourth round to, to get a guy and then realize that, oh, I got a guy who I think could probably perform at a level that's, you know, closer to, uh, uh, you know, a second of you know, second day pick, you know, and, and, and maybe we get a little bit better performance out of a guy that we picked a little bit further down the line. Or you could do something like this where you realize that this class is going to be a huge injection into the NFL of wide receiver talent and that is by proxy going to, you know, make GMs on other teams kind of lose interest, uh, uh, or you know, maybe shift their interest in what mm-hmm. they're looking at on their yep. own rosters, right? Especially teams that have uh, changes in head coaches or GMs or whatever, they're going to look around at their own wide receivers. Maybe they don't. Uh, maybe their interest has, has, has waned on them a little bit. They like what they're seeing in this class that's coming in, and maybe they'd be willing to uh, flip flip one of these guys for something cheap just to get something out of them, uh, and, and that would free them up to be able to kind of continue to draft. And I think in, even in the draft, 
let's say you've got a team like uh, you know San Francisco or 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 uh, Arizona is what is what we'll talk about. Yeah. If if they draft you know like CD Lamb at eight or whatever wherever it is that Arizona picks, you know suddenly you've got a very crowded room even with the you know the air raid system that that uh, they like that they're going to be running. Uh, suddenly you've got a very crowded room. So you know if something like that happens, and this is just an example. You suddenly may have a, a GM or a coach that's looking to put a player on the move because now they've right, got a right. crowded room and, and they're just looking to get something in return for for a down roster receiver. Yeah, so let's go ahead and talk about Christian Kirk because when it first got floated out there, this rumor, this is one that actually makes a lot of sense to me on both sides. Let's start with Arizona, for, for example. Um, we've heard, I mean, basically everybody out there that, that they love C.D. Lamb and that Kyler Murray would love to add C.D. Lamb to their offense. Now, they already have DeAndre Hopkins. They already have Larry Fitzgerald. There's probably not a spot for Lamb and Kirk on the roster, uh, but this is a team that doesn't have a second-round pick. Uh, they have one more pick in the top 115. They do have some guys down the roster that they like quite a bit. Remember, they drafted Andy Isabella last year. I think it was in the second round. Uh, Hakeem Butler in the fourth round. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson is somebody who played well for them as a seventh-round pick. So they have receivers. If they feel like they could draft Lamb at eight, move Kirk for a day-two pick, and you know improve you know somewhere else on the other side of the ball maybe, um, I, I think that makes a lot of sense for them. For Dallas, uh, Kirk I think is a perfect type of receiver they need, right? He's one of those inside-outside guys that would probably live in the slot in Dallas. Uh, he can be a kick returner. He can be a punt returner. Uh, I think I think it makes a lot of sense because you still have two years left on his contract. He's somebody who's already a proven NFL commodity, so you don't really have to worry about him busting in the NFL or him being up to speed, uh, you know, or, or the route running because we've already seen it. So I I know it probably feels expensive to some, but I would be willing to give up fifty one. I don't know what you would be willing to give up for Christian Kirk, but every time I do uh, one of these mock draft simulators. I love the depth in this class, but I'm not sure there's going to be a better receiver for Dallas at 51 or even, you know, or 82 than Kirk. What are your thoughts on potentially the Cowboys making a move for Kirk? Yeah, I mean, I, I to me, uh, I think I'm, I'm interested. Um, I think 51 is probably right at the top end of where I would feel comfortable. And that's fair, yeah. Uh, I, I I just I like the idea a lot more when we're discussing it as a day three guy, you yeah. know, and and sure. um, Kirk may just be a little bit higher quality player than what, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, I, okay, I, let, I, me, I, let me ask you this, because and this is the I, way I've been doing it. Yeah, let's think of the potential receivers that could be available to the Cowboys in the second round. And knowing what the Cowboys need, they really need a slot receiver that could function on the outside of needed. How many of those receivers at that spot, you know, for the rest of the draft, do you feel better about than Kirk? Because to me, I I, I can't really say that I, I like any of them. I mean, I love Michael Pittman, but he's not a slot receiver. I like Brian Edwards. He's not a slot receiver. Uh, KJ Hamler, I mean, he's fast, but I worry a lot about his hands. So when you start kind of going through the names, I really do like Kirk a lot more than a lot of those players that we discussed. Oh sure, yeah. I don't think I don't think that's it. I mean, or at least that's not my that's not my argument. Is I, I definitely agree that even at fifty one, the guys that you're likely to get uh, 
are probably not as talented as Christian Kirk. Right. It, it's more that I, I, I mean, I think we need to see what's available at fifty-one. You know what I'm saying? You're like, saying outside of receiver. I, I'm saying that I'm saying that there's no day three pick that I I can imagine that I would like as much as a wide receiver who could come in here oh, and absolutely. start sure. as a slot. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I think at 51, I need to see who's available before I'm pulling a trigger. You know what I'm saying? That, like that's fair. Cr- yeah. I, yeah. I, I I agree. Christian Kirk is probably better than any wide receiver I'm going to get at 51. But you're I now you're weighing that. it against cornerbacks and edge yeah, rushers. Exactly. Okay. And that's fair. Exactly. I think that's a yeah. good a good point. Yeah, I, I do think that that's my only thing about 51 is that there is an opportunity cost that there that I think is still pretty steep that you're going to lose. Uh, so, I, and I, I do think that there is an edge at, uh, at Kirk, like you said, versus all those wide receivers. But if something falls to me at 51 and, and, and you know, I, I would have a hard time with, like, if Diggs were yeah, to fall that's, to that's 51. The name like, that'd be an yeah. insane value, what you need. I can't pass on that. You know what sure. I'm saying? Like... So it's 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 tough. That's why I don't want to like completely write it off. But I will agree with you that I think there are definitely scenarios in which I would uh, I would definitely consider t- you know flipping that pick fifty one for Christian Kirk. Yeah, but don't you think that if Arizona is going to do this deal, they almost want to do it pre draft, right? Because if they can get one of these done deal, or if they can like move Kirk before the draft, that would free them up to to draft a CD Lamb. If they can't get one done. They may not be as open to doing that because they just don't have the second round, you know, the second day picks. Yeah, I, I mean, potentially, but I would That's say what makes that this tough. I would also not be surprised if the the Cardinals made that trade after, like, let's for the Cardinals specifically, they made that trade after they actually had CD Lamb on, and the, that's possible, you know, in, yeah, in pin, you know. So it'd be interesting to see. That's, uh, if that does happen that way, I would assume that Kirk's value would be lower because you know that that's you know a potential option of you know hey they have just too many receivers at this point let's try to get whatever we can for them so just something to keep in mind as we continue to uh, to, to inch closer to this draft there's going to be as you mentioned there's going to be some receivers that uh, get drafted to teams that maybe don't have receiver needs and that could push some pretty talented players off rosters so. Uh, just kind of keep that in mind as you're watching the draft on Thursday and especially on Friday when the, the wide receiver class is so deep at that spot in the draft. Um, let's take one more break. We'll be back to talk about Peter King's mock draft. Guys, let's talk about sex. Remember those days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach since they're chewable. They work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guys who want extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and Blue Chew prepares and ships them direct, so they're cheaper than even a pharmacy would have. Right now, we have a special offer offer for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our promo code NFL 
Just pay $5 of shipping. Again, that's bluechew.com, promo code NFL to try it for free. All right, Landon, uh, on late Sunday night, early Monday morning, Peter King released his final mock draft of the season. Um, And the pick for the Cowboys at number 17 is Xavier McKinney. But I don't feel like that's the story here. Uh, Peter King made a couple interesting notes. Uh, And the first one is that he expects uh, Tua Valoa to fall down in this draft. And that could, you know, make some some interesting trades. Uh, But the one that I found interesting was... Um, Henry Ruggs III from Alabama falling down to number 21. Uh, Peter King mentioned that the Ravens and the Chiefs love Ruggs, and they would be willing to trade up into the teens if if he were to fall that far. My question for you is, Landon, would you be okay dropping back that far in the first round? Because the Ravens have picked 28. The Chiefs obviously are at pick 32. Is that too far of a drop for you in the first round? I... I mean, the Ravens have 28, and then what else? They have like 60. 58 and 60. 28, 58, and 60. So if they gave me 28 and 60. That adds up perfectly. I'd be good for that, for sure. I would be too. And that's. Absolutely. uh, Now, the Chiefs are a little different. They have 32, 63. And they probably would have to give you maybe a fourth round pick on top of that, maybe even maybe even a third. Uh, That's right. They have ninety six. So, uh, according to the trade value chart, thirty two, sixty three, and ninety six would be just about what it would be to get to pick seventeen. Forty two, sixty thirty two, fifty. Uh, thirty two, sixty three, and ninety six. So basically, the last pick in every round in the first three rounds. That's. That's too far, I think. I, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Six, uh. Is it, though? Because I feel like you could still get a – remember what we did in our Colts mock draft, right, where we dropped yeah. down to pick 34. Uh, now, we picked up 34 and yeah, 40 and 44. Or yeah, that's the difference is that you get two right there. I, I don't know, man. Like now, Because here's the other thing is that is, – you know, it's interesting not, not to con- continue to cross over podcasts, but I, we did a Best Coast Boys podcast with John sure. and we did some uh, mock simulations. And one of the interesting things that I've been finding and I actually was exploring a little bit last night is that I think that there's actually a little bubble of talent loss at the, in the late 60s. Uh, I think yeah, there's I a spot – I, I think there's a spot at the end of the second round, at the beginning of the third round where – uh, just for a little while, the talent doesn't quite match up, at least to what you're what you want to be drafting uh, in those rounds for the Cowboys. So if I'm trading back, I'm not trying to load up in a bunch of picks in that area so much. I want them either closer to the top of the second round or maybe another kind of mid third round pick. So I probably would take the the Ravens trade and, and feel a little bit better about that. All right, let me give you a different scenario. Are you ready? Kansas City offers you 32 in their 2021 first round pick. Would you do it that? Yeah, maybe. My initial reaction is, yeah, I love first round picks given to me. But the odds are pretty good that Kansas City is probably going to be picking in the bottom four again next year. Yeah, yeah. So then, at the same point, would you rather just have the second and third round pick this year? Would you rather? I would. I mean, I I would. If given a choice, I definitely would rather have the the. The, I mean, if I'm if I'm ranking them, I probably would rather have 
the man, that's tough actually. That, it's just I, think it's because, pretty, I, think I have it's so much close. confidence that Kansas City is going to be good next year that that pick is just going to be such a low first round pick, anyways. Yeah, maybe I just take the the what I the what I got. Yeah, you know, and just, what, what I what I what I know is I'm right, gonna get right and, and go from there. Um, so just something to keep an eye on in, in Peter King's mock draft. He has uh, Caleb on Chase on the edge rusher from LSU going at pick sixteen, and I know that's breaking a lot of people's hearts. Um, Javon Kinlaw was there when the Cowboys picked. I think that's an interesting one as well. Um, he also mentioned that Atlanta is potentially trying to trade up, you know, inside the top ten to get a cornerback. That may change some things around, but uh, it's going to be a crazy, crazy week uh, for the NFL draft stuff. We're going to keep you updated on all the information, all the rumors that happen over the next couple of days. Uh, so make sure you guys are tuned in for that. Uh, make sure you guys are downloading the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. And you can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.